0: Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University School of Professional Studies. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. People are asking many questions about the economy, they are concerned about inflation, interest rates, a possible recession, and the impact of the Russian invasion. Let's address each of these. First, inflation. When will it stop going up? Some economists expect it to continue rising, while some think it is nearing a peak. I have not heard of any economist who says it will decline in any meaningful amount in the near future. Personally, I think inflation will continue to rise, but at maybe and hopefully at a slower rate. A big part of inflation is gas prices. People are either willing to pay, despite the price, seemingly headed towards $5 per gallon, or the summer driving season is starting, and that makes gas prices go up. And they go up for two reasons in the summer. One, people drive more during the summer to go on vacations and day trips. The increase in demand normally makes prices rise. Second, The summer triggers the EPA requirement to use a cleaner blend of gas. Refiners must reformulate gas, and that is more expensive for consumers. So gas prices normally go go up in the summer, in any summer. Of course, this summer is different. The Russian invasion of Ukraine added greatly to already high gas prices in the United States. An end to the war is not in sight. And even if it ended today, would countries resume purchasing oil from Russia? I don't think so. Expect gas prices to stay high unless the economy goes into a recession. More on that in a moment. As long as diesel fuel prices rise, we can expect the price of any good that travels on a truck to rise. Another reason inflation is likely to either remain high or to rise is consumers. They have been spending. Credit card debt is up 21% over last year. Another reason for inflation to persist is the job market. Employers are having trouble filling jobs, and that makes it harder to provide the products that people are demanding, and that makes prices go up. The best evidence that inflation is expected to persist is the Federal Reserve's announcement that it will raise interest rates in an effort to control inflation. The Fed's views on how much it will raise rates has varied. Rising interest rates is a serious economic matter. If rates aren't raised enough, inflation will not decrease. On the other hand, if they are raised too much, it could throw the economy into a recession. And this could cause a loss of jobs, Jobs, and the stock market will fall. Fighting inflation is a difficult task, and that is why The Fed has vacillated so much. So let's summarize our conversation so far. We can expect inflation to at least remain at or near current levels. We can expect interest rates to rise, but at a moderate rate. And recession is a concern, but moderate moderate interest rate increases may limit the possibility. Now for the Russian invasion. The war's end is not in sight. Putin is not giving up and Ukraine has received substantial support from the United States and other countries. Remember that Ukraine is known as the breadbasket of Europe, since it has fertile soil that produces products more cheaply than other countries. It has been a large food exporter for some time. Equally important is the fact that its deep sea ports made exporting easy. Now, Russia controls those seaports. Clearly, this is a problem for the worldwide food supply. Some experts are predicting significant food shortages as a result of Russia's actions. So inflation, interest rates, possible recession, and the Russian invasion have created significant concerns. What should a saver and investor do? We have said for some time, credit card debt should be reduced as much as possible. An emergency fund should be maintained. But where? I suggest considering opening an account with Alliant Credit Union. Alliant is spelled A-L-I-A-N-T. Alliant Credit Union. Go to myalliant.com and search for its Opportunity Savings Fund. This credit union Offers savings accounts that are federally insured and it pays interest rates that are competitive with other banks. If you deposit $100 per month for 12 months, that's $1,200 in a year, it will pay you interest of 0.6% per year and will give you a bonus payment of $100. Based on current bank rates, you would have to save more than $18,000 in a savings account for a year to earn this bonus interest. With Alliant, it only takes $1,200 to earn the same amount. This account is good for an emergency fund because it is liquid. You can withdraw money at any time from this online account. After considering Opportunity Savings and the Opportunity Savings Fund, consider investing in I-bonds, which we've spoken about. I-bonds are issued by the U.S. government. They pay interest Currently, at an annual rate of 9.62%, and they pay that until November. Then the rate will be reset based on the inflation rate at the time. I bonds can be purchased online and only online without fees at treasurydirect.gov. You cannot sell your I bonds during the first year of ownership, and if you sell them during years two through five, you will lose three months of interest. After five years, the money can be withdrawn at any time. Both the Opportunity Savings Fund and I-Bonds are worth considering, especially if you do both. They combine a high rate on an illiquid account with a lower rate on a liquid account. It gives you a good balance. Now for stock, I suggest being very cautious about purchasing stock, but if you do, do it in small amounts. There are opportunities in stock, but the market is volatile, and you can expect it to remain volatile. There are two companies we haven't previously discussed, but they are worth considering, especially in light of the Russian invasion. Experts are calling natural gas and agricultural products strategic assets. They're strategic because they are necessary for survival. Natural gas for heating and cooling purposes and obviously food to eat. The companies we're about to name are providers of energy and food. Both are in high demand in Europe due to the war. Previously, Russia was a substantial food provider, as was Ukraine. Both are not producing as in the past. Accordingly, food supplies are becoming growingly troublesome. That makes Archer Daniels Midland, symbol ADM, a critical supplier. It is, according to investment firm Charles Schwab, one of the world's biggest agricultural origination and processing companies. It offers sustainable human and animal nutrition. It is engaged in developing sustainable solutions in agriculture, energy, and bio-based alternatives to materials and fuels produced from petroleum products. ADM's website says, look in your refrigerator and you are likely to find ingredients and innovations made by ADM. The company is likely to be a part of the solution to the p- potential food shortages. In its most recent quarter, it was the most profitable it ever was and it expects increasing future earnings. Its beta is 075 So it is 25% less risky or less volatile than the market, and its dividend yield is just below 2%. ADM sells for about $88 per share. Buying a small number of shares periodically may be a wise investment. Natural gas is especially strategic to the European Union's reliance on Russia due to its reliance on Russia to provide it. Europe was getting 30% of its energy needs from Russia. The EU is phasing out Russian gas purchases and has turned to the United States for energy. Important to note, liquid natural gas, also called LNG, these prices before the war were at record levels in Europe. Add to the mix the fact that neither Europe nor the United States are capable of making an immediate switch Away from fossil fuels. Natural gas is a fossil fuel, but it is the cleanest in terms of securing it and using it. We have said before that natural gas is the bridge to sustainable energy. You will not get to sustainable energy without crossing this bridge. So, what companies will be part of the the bridge? We have previously discussed Occidental Petroleum, and we discuss it at length. It is still certainly worthy of investment consideration let's add another company to our list one oak corporation that's spelled O-N-E-O-K. its symbol is o k e according to one oak's website it is a leading midstream service provider and owns one of the nation's premier natural gas liquid systems and it connects lng From the Rocky Mountains, Mid-Continent, and Permian regions with key market centers. It has an extensive network of natural gas gathering, processing, storage, and transportation assets. These assets are critical to the export of LNG to Europe. Due to the new European needs and the current U.S. needs, One Oak is well positioned to gather natural gas and transport it to export centers. This company is likely a part of the European and U.S. energy solution. Russia created an opportunity, and One Oak can cash in on it. Check its website and you will read about its actions to protect the environment. It is very sustainable conscious. Its beta is 1.67. So it has experienced volatility, but I expect that volatility to settle and become lower based on the demands for its products. It projects increasing profits and its dividend yield is just below 6%. This company is well worth considering as an investment. I would use dollar cost averaging, meaning buying small amounts over time, on down market days, if I were to purchase One Oak or Archer Daniel Midland. So we have discussed several specific ideas for you to consider. We will continue to offer suggestions and hope you will consider them carefully before investing. Until the next time, stay calm, thoughtful and purposeful.